Today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Tuesday, clearing skies, highs around 50, east winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear with lows 25 to 30, east winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday, sunny highs 55 to 60, east winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, lows 30 to 35, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to southwest winds 5 to 10 after midnight. Thursday, partly cloudy in the morning, becoming sunny, high 60 to 65, west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Thursday night, mostly clear, lows 30 to 35. Friday, Partly cloudy, high 60 to 65. Friday night, mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain, lows around 35. Saturday and Saturday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, highs 55 to 60, lows 30 to 35. And Sunday through Monday, mostly cloudy, highs 55 to 60, lows 35 to 40. As the abnormally dry fall continues, counties across the Highline are opting to keep fire restrictions in place. Hill, Liberty, and Phillips counties have all decided to remain in Stage 1 fire restrictions for the time being. Hill County Disaster and Emergency Services Coordinator Amanda Frickle says that there are additional variables at play when dry weather lingers deep into the fall. Now, not only do we have the regular things all year, but now we have foliage falling down, we have leaves, we have extra debris that could potentially fuel a fire at a fast rate, especially with a high wind. Frickle says these restrictions are likely to remain in place for another few weeks unless the weather pattern changes. If we got some amazing amount of moisture, which we are not getting, we're actually getting more increased winds and cooler temperatures, but still not enough moisture to bring our soil up to a safe level. Blaine County exited Stage 1 last week, but a burn ban remains in place. Burn bans and Stage 1 restrictions prohibit open burning, while Stage 1 also bans smoking in outdoor areas where there are flammable materials. The Haver Elks Lodge is once again holding their annual Veterans Giving Tree program. Elks Lodge Secretary Brandi Kurtz says this is their way of giving back by having the community donate essential items to those who served our country. Not what they want, but what they need. One guy, again, example is a guy needed a 12-inch frying pan. Another guy last year needed a pair of good insulated work boots. We've had everything from socks to underwear to water. You name it, we've had it. Kurt says this program was started several years ago and means a lot to her family and the Elks. Please get them signed up because we want to take care of them. We don't want them not to have something under the Christmas tree for that year because nobody remembered them. So we want to be there to help the veterans. There are no eligibility requirements other than being a veteran. Gifts will be delivered to veterans on December 18th. Those who are looking to sign up a veteran or to adopt a veteran can call Kurtz at 390-0091. The Montana Free Press reports that more than a dozen lawsuits have been filed by passengers of the Empire Builder that derailed last month near Joplin, killing three and injuring dozens. But those lawsuits against Amtrak and BNSF, which owns the track the train was derailed on, might run into trouble because of a never-before-tested clause recently added to Amtrak's tickets that states passengers can't sue the railroad in the event of an accident. Amtrak introduced a clause in 2019 stating that by purchasing a ticket, passengers were now 
renounced their right to sue the company in court over injuries sustained in a wreck and instead agreed to arbitrate any dispute. Critics have described the clause as unconstitutional, and some in Congress have introduced legislation to reverse it. Amtrak has defended it, saying it provides a resolution for customers in less time by avoiding unnecessary discovery and other time-consuming proceedings. For more on this story, you can head to HighlineToday.com. Taking a look at local COVID-19 updates for today, we'll start with Hill County, which between Saturday and Monday reported 25 new COVID cases, 47 recoveries, one new hospitalization, and two COVID-related deaths. Total case count for Hill County, 3,162, 96 active, 14 hospitalized, 3,008 recoveries, 58 deaths. Over in Blaine County, between Saturday and Monday, they reported 18 new COVID cases and 40 recoveries. Total case count for Blaine County, 1,316, 73 active, 3 hospitalized, 1,218 recoveries, 25 deaths. Over in Phillips County, yesterday, they reported 17 new COVID cases and 15 recoveries. Total case count for Phillips, 746, 68 active, 656 recoveries, 22 deaths. We did not receive COVID updates as of late from Liberty or Shoto counties, but we'll make sure to keep you updated. Turning to state news, and we'll start off with that daily COVID-19 dashboard update from the state. And today, the state of Montana reported 1,333 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 167,268. Active case count 11,041. Active hospitalizations 454. Death toll 2,206. Counties with the most new cases today, Gallatin 199, Yellowstone 180, Lewis and Clark 154, Cascade 153, Missoula 113, Carbon 53, Ravalli 44, Dawson 35. Now taking a look at the statewide vaccine update, Total COVID doses administered 1,056,678, with 498,571 Montanans fully immunized. That's 54% of the eligible population. The Missoulian reports that a woman was killed in a hit-and-run in a Winco Foods parking lot on Saturday evening. Bradley D. Nagel, 53, was arrested without incident. He faces charges of deliberate homicide, partner or family member assault, and DUI. According to a preliminary investigation, the victim is believed to have been Nagel's girlfriend. Missoula police were dispatched to the incident at 8.44 p.m. on South Reserve Street. The victim was pronounced dead at the hospital, and the case remains under investigation. The Billings Gazette reports that a Yellowstone County detention officer has pleaded not guilty to a rape allegation. Ryan Joseph Willette, 43, was arraigned on the charge of aggravated sexual intercourse without consent in State District Court Monday. Willette was off-duty at the time of the alleged incident last Thursday night, in which he is accused of violently raping a woman while she tried to sleep. The Gazette reports that bail has been set at $25,000, and it is unclear whether Willette will keep his job while criminal proceedings are ongoing since requests for comment to county officials were not immediately returned. If Willette is released, he will be placed on GPS monitoring and will be prohibited from contacting the victim. The Elko Daily Free Press reports that a Las Vegas man accused of committing burglary at an Elko convenience store has been arrested in Montana. Stephen R. Mondragon, 29, was recently arrested in Cascade, Montana, and was transferred to the Elko County Jail on Saturday. He is accused of battery with use of a deadly weapon, resulting in substantial bodily harm. 
robbery with deadly weapon, grand larceny, and conspiracy to commit robbery, grand larceny, and battery. On August 13th, Mondragon allegedly struck a man in the back of the head with a wine bottle and beat and kicked him in order to steal $25,000 worth of jewelry. He is one of three suspects in the incident. The other two were arrested shortly after the incident. Mondragon previously served prison time over an August 2010 incident in which he injured three people by firing a gun into a crowd during a gang-related dispute. The Flathead Beacon reports that a voter-approved 3% resort tax has gone into effect in Columbia Falls. The tax was approved in June 2020 and will apply within city limits for 20 years. It will be applied to non-essential luxury goods and services, with a majority of the revenue going towards public safety funding. 25% will go towards property tax relief, 14% will fund public infrastructure. City officials project the tax could generate $450,000 or more a year. Other municipalities with a resort tax in Montana include Red Lodge, Virginia, City, West Yellowstone, Big Sky, Cook City, Craig, Gardner, St. Regis, and Wolf Creek, and Whitefish. And now, taking a look at those wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel for Hill County winter wheat $7.27, spring wheat $9.19, Blaine County winter wheat $7.17, spring wheat $9.14, Liberty County winter wheat $7.32, spring wheat $9.19, Shoto County winter wheat $7.27, spring wheat $9.19, and Phillips County winter wheat $7.12, spring wheat $9.09. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Darville Earl Vickers, 75, passed away at Peace Hospice in Great Falls, Friday, October 15th. His memorial service will be held 1 p.m. Wednesday, October 20th at the Messiah Lutheran Church, with Pastor Rick Hodger officiating. Burial with military honors will follow at the Highland Cemetery. John K. Johnson, 71, passed away due to natural causes at his Haver residence on Friday, October 15th. Funeral services will be held at 11 a.m. on Thursday, October 21st at 5th Avenue Christian Church. Burial to follow in Highland Cemetery. Eric Thomas Burchett, 25, passed away in a motor vehicle accident Sunday morning, October 10th. Cremation has taken place and a memorial service will be 1 p.m. Saturday, October 23rd at the Geraldine School Gymnasium. Memorials in Eric's honor may be made to the Eric Burchett Memorial Fund. Lowell Donovan, 83, went to his eternal home September 7th. His funeral service will be held at 1 p.m. Saturday, October 23rd at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church, with Deacon Tim Maroney officiating. Memorial contributions in Lowell's honor can be made to the North Star High School Athletics Program. And that's going to do it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe out on the roads. And please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.